For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. One. All right, guys, we have a, a special different edition of Lulz. Brian and I, of course, normally stream live. We're dealing with the chat, all that stuff, the porn bots, you know the deal. But today we wanted to do a little pre-recorded thing so we could dive into the Sports HUD, the app, the Draft Caddy that Brian has been working on lately. And Brian, I feel like we've gotten enough questions about it. I get it on Twitter and comments. People want to know the deal with this thing. So we figured we'd kind of walk through it and hop in a draft just so people could kind of see, you know, farm to table how to utilize this thing. Definitely. I, uh, I've been getting a lot of, um, customer service like questions too, in my discord. So maybe we could, maybe we could just have something to direct them to. Yeah. So how, from just like a high level view, obviously today we're going to focus on the draft caddy, but how would you kind of describe what this, this sports hut is, how you envision it, you know, being utilized. The original idea is just to overlay data that you already have, like Osmo subscription, ETR subscriptions, and leverage it to bet props or pick-ems. Um, and then this, this new draft caddy portion is to overlay your relevant best ball data, like Week 16, 17 matchup for the playoff playoff version of best ball, your exposures and different drafts whatever else you want to put on there that which is more kind of like the 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 original idea of ripping off poker tracker which shows like your opponent's stats based on hand histories and um you know i don't know I, we've got like 10 or so categories now automated um i'm happy to automate more of them as things become useful but like what the poker trackers evolution when the early days of the stone age of online poker was basically just like vpip just like one stat and then by the end by black friday like guys would have like 60 different <laughs> numbers on their screen that only they knew what they were for because um it was so convoluted but um so hopefully maybe eventually get some more information that people could use on the uh the best ball portion, but yeah, it's just an overlay to help overlay help uh, either bet props quickly without spending so much time going back to your website or, or your spreadsheet. And if I make my own props and, you know, I don't know how many people do that, but you could also do that. 
you could overlay your own props or overlay your own ADP. Uh, if you make a, if you have a ADP that you think's better than everyone else's or anything else you want on there, you could, you could throw it on there. I did, um, the Scottish open today, uh, underdog had a best ball for them. So I just took like their win percentage, their sports book, win percentage cut percentage, and just overlaid it on there and did some drafts. Uh, I doubt anyone's doing that. Right. Yeah. No, it, it is true. It's funny today uh, on, on Splash Play, Spags was like, I was in a draft with Crane, and he did this really weird four-quarterback build. And so I messaged him. I was like, what's going on with this? Is this some kind of galaxy brain thing? He's like, oh, no, I was trying to multi-table, and it did not go well. So <laughs> this this is kind of you know how I view it, too. One, it's really helpful as you have, like, Brian and I are at different spots as far as where we're kind of processing a draft. And so some of the information Brian needs is different than what I need. And yeah. when I kind of transition to multi-tabling, which I inevitably think I will to max enter BBM3 when we get closer, like I am going to need simple information that I can process myself if I'm doing one draft. But if you're trying to do two to three of these at one time, like this tool is going to be very helpful for you. That was also part of some of the old poker software like uh, Poker Ninja and there was a few other ones. They were there to help you multi-table. And so I would play like six to 10 tables uh, at a time back in the day and it would like pop up the most urgent table before your timer goes off. Yeah. And theoretically we could add the same thing. If, if enough people are doing multi-entry best ball, which they might when it comes to the right before the start of the season. Yeah. And that's a good point with all of this. I mean, Brian has been taking feedback, adding different features and stuff that, he thinks there's a market for people bring up. And so you got the two day trial on it too. So you can give it a shot. And, you know, a lot of it is customizable as far as what kind of fields and information you upload. And Brian is automating that too. So there's kind of a, a basket of default options of data you can have, but really <laughs> with this thing, it is fully customizable. So if you have ideas, you have ways that you think you can improve on it, you know, let Brian know, let us know. And, um, We'll, we'll see what we can do here. But I figured, Brian, just because, um, and I know some more automation is coming, but I thought it'd be helpful for people to kind of just walk through exactly kind of how this works and how to get set up. So I'll probably ask you questions, but maybe you can kind of walk it through. For me, I, of course, already have the Chrome extension downloaded here, but maybe pick up wherever you might think be helpful for, for new people. Uh, Mozilla, you can download straight from the store. And Chrome, hopefully you'll be able to down straight from the store in a week or two. They, um, they're a little more strict with their app uploads, and they don't like gambling, but I think they've been relaxing that a little bit. That's the only reason I don't have it up there is because yeah. uh, I don't want to get denied. <laughs> um, so you, you have to manually install Chrome. If you, if you want it on Chrome, you hate Mozilla for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I'm a Chrome guy, so I got it I got it installed on Chrome. Um, there's instructions in here on how you can do that um, until that gets uh, automated in the Chrome Store. Has all the steps here, very easy to follow. Then in your Chrome extension, and then you uh, log in to your Chrome extension, your HUD here via your username on brick75.com, and walk me through what we are seeing here. We're obviously on the underdog section. We're going to table the kind of pick them draft Kings and pick them conversation for another day, but kind of walk through what the people are seeing here in the best ball section. Sure. This is, it's got drafters and underdog currently that overlay. And they also have a highlighting feature that's already automated on 
both those sites when you draft a quarterback it highlights their teammates running back tight end wide receiver uh to make it easy that's like a good tool for multi-tabling because if you 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 won't miss an easy stack if you're going if you're drafting four six eight drafts at the same time um or for noobs like me who might not know who's on the same teams yet and you're not paying attention it it just points it out for you uh, crystal clear and the the column one column two column three is um the data we have automated um uh, currently and i don't know all of them i don't know if the, the drop down it, it is a drop down list right now for when you're doing that i can't see any drop down list but maybe it's showing I- I've been quick clicking through them quickly to show them up. I can read them right here. Uh, you can have week 16 uh, opponent, week 17 opponent, playoff strength of schedule, season uh, projected fantasy points, fantasy points per game, the ranking, uh, ADP differential, so your rank versus the ADP, week 17 team total, if you're looking uh, that far in advance as we are, positional ADP, vet or rookie. There's the, your, your simple one too. If you're if you're like Brian and just need kind of some, some simple information, you could have that. And then, of course, my favorite personally is the uh, your exposures here as well, um, which I find really handy when when making decisions on the clock. Yeah. So as we're recording this, your exposures right now is just like a, a template dummy. Uh, don't that's actually Pete's old exposures on there. I needed Uh-oh. something to put there so the developers can add add in later, automating your uh, exposures right from Underdog. And then you won't need to upload anything for these categories anyways. So you still will need to use that slightly below that um, where you upload a CSV file and then you can display whatever you want for any sport. Correct. And so um, what, so here when you have the file and do you have a default kind of file that people can work off of here, this download sample default schema, that's what they, they start with and then can add their information and re-upload it. Yeah, you could use that one or on Discord's probably better. I have like I have I have uh, Excel sheets I made that you could just copy and it's way easier um, where uh, you could paste in your exposure file from that you get from Underdog and it'll just it'll and then save the first tab as a CSV and upload it right up. And or or and then you could see how it works and you can put in whatever data you want just based off of that file. Uh, and I think I did like three different versions. So you should pretty much get the idea uh, if you want to customize it yourself from one of the three. And also I had a test CSV on there just to make sure you're doing it right. That one should work. Yep. And you can see here, I put, if you, if you ever need to check, and I, I had this when I ran into upload, I just uploaded even before Brian and I hopped on the wrong CSV, you can click view data and it'll show you kind of a, a screener of the data in that CSV. So we can see here, I do have my correct spreadsheet with my exposures right. here in this column three. Yep. And it'll look normal, right? It won't have any asterisks or weird numbers or anything in there. Um, and if you, and that's like a sign that you probably uploaded something incorrect if it, if it doesn't look normal. And then um, as far as now kind of heading over, and again, this is stuff that's hard to show with the way screen share works with the Chrome extensions. Um, but if I now, if we head over to Underdog and when you click the drop down on the HUD from your, from your extension, I can actually open uh, directly to Underdog Fantasy takes me over here what's kind of the next step now that people got their csv uploaded um is there anything else they need to do or are they good to go 
Well, no, that that's that's all you need to do. But really quick on the, it's got an open option. Um, that's pretty good for sports betting too. I know we're not really talking about that because if ETR drops like a prop and you want to get to it really quickly, you could just click that and open your. If you don't have the t- sports book open and get there fast, that's one of the reasons I wanted that open tab, open uh, option on on the GUI. But no, you shouldn't have to do anything, and you could always double check if it's working by going to the rankings and selecting the sport that you're uploading for, which is most of the time going to be NFL, I'm assuming, for people. And one thing, too, if you do just kind of want to check and make sure you're good, you know, say before you hop into BBM3 draft or whatever, you can go to your completed here, and I can go look at one of my old drafts, and the applet will still function. Um, Here I can go look at one, uh, a draft I did last night. And uh, you can see here, I, I ended up putting in, I wouldn't normally have this one in, but I did just want to show. And obviously it's a, a little bit extra text here. Um, with Well, you uh, have the, you have the uh, headers selected. You could turn those on or oh, off. Oh, I'm an idiot. So That's if you why. turn the headers off, you'll go back and then you'll, and then you'll see, uh, it might take a second to, re- to reload since it's uh, grabbing it off from the API. But yeah, just leave that. Yeah. And then also you got you have nothing selected in column one. So those get really quick. The guys who've already used this. Yeah. Before you just uploaded the CSV. Now you actually have to pick what you want in the column and it could go in between. You could use the CSV uh, and the API on either columns. You can mix and match or use only API or just your CSV, but you do have to actually pick now. Yeah. Yep. And now, so if we do go back here, oops, wrong one. If we go back here now, you can see we got my three columns that I selected here. Um, week 16, week 17, uh, vet or rookie here. And then if I want to, for our draft, Brian, to get my exposures, am I using UCSV? Yeah, you would go column three, uh, UCSV. Okay, Whatever column would- you have have it in and you and use data is what will show up in that column on the site. Gotcha. Gotcha. I I see what you're saying. So because in my, if I view my data here, because I have column three here, this is the one Mm -hmm. I want to select UCSV. Exactly. And you clicked the header again, Pete. I think the target area on that box is a little big. I I got you. I got you. Um, All right. Let's see if we are back in business. Now here, I did toggle this one to positional ADP. We'll let this, uh, take hold here for a second and then we can uh we can hop in a draft with our information and when you're going through the draft you could theoretically come over here and kind of switch your screener halfway through the draft right yeah and it'll work really quickly so like right now when you i guess the headers takes a minute to get rid of the headers and then get them all back but like right now if you switch to week 16 or something on one of them whatever something else you should click back and it should it should it should be there Yep. So now we just switch back. So we have my three columns here, NFL week week 16 opponent, week 17 opponent, and then UCSV for my exposures. And we are good to, we are good to go here. I say we hop Mm -hmm. in a draft. Anything else on the tool um, that uh, people should pay attention to? Obviously it's going to change a little bit with the automations. Yeah. The main things people want will be automated shortly. The, uh, you could also you could put if someone didn't notice this yet. You could also put characters in. It doesn't have to be numbers. So you could put whatever you want. Like, do not draft this idiot or something. You know what I mean? Just a reminder or something. Yeah. And you, you can put whatever you want. I hate this guy. Whatever you want. 
into the uh, into the column and mix and match. And you don't if you want more than three columns, you, like we showed you, you could just just select in between them and it'll change really quick. And you could look at that data really fast. Like if you're trying to find, remember if a guy's a sophomore or not, you know, go to the vet rookie tab really quick and take a look. So basically if you want to use the a la carte ones here that you've uh, already provided, you can just do them from the dropdown. Theoretically, say if you had your own three data columns, you would just select UCSV for all three of these. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. So I, it was one of those things I, I've been getting, uh, all kinds of messages, people asking, uh, generally around the exposures, how do I get my exposures, uh, to show up there? Um, but yeah, so this should give you a, a good, good handle on how to do that. And, you know, while we're waiting here, I, the one issue people did have, it seemed like is if you subscribed before, like let's say a month ago or something and don't subscribe, you might have problems uploading. It doesn't seem to be universal, but just DM me Twitter or discord or in the lulls discord, whatever. I don't care. And if it's not working that way, we'll, we'll figure it out. But other than that, pretty much uh, there's, there's not one person right now who's having a problem that we have as a sub. So, yeah, there you go. You guys can, uh, you know, and I think this is going to come in handy. I just got an email from Underdog earlier today. The subject line was win puppy two. Um, they did say, all I can say is puppy two is coming. And uh, as we know, with these kind of flash tournaments that fill within seven to 10 days, yeah. um, basically impossible not to max it unless you're a willing to enter like 75 slow drafts or B you're willing to multi-table. So I think this is really um, the way for a, a good multi-tabler to, to actually get some good drafts in. You know, that's interesting strategy wise. Cause like in DFS, you know, you're capped and obviously you're capped here. Are we up? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I mean, so yeah, to me that seems obvious you're low on them anyways. Exactly. You know, what I've been putting into my custom columns is um, I'm I'm working on a best ball sim and it's pretty shitty right now, admittedly. But like uh, uh, the better it gets, I'm gonna have my my um, advancement rates, and then I want to eventually build a kind of optimal exposure mm. um, percentage like that you would have in 150, and yeah. then just kind of get around that number more or less. That's um, fun because it's like, you know, I'm, I'm obviously right now I'm, I'm under the field on, on Cooper cup there. I want to get up there, but for the most part, I'm literally just going by my gut of, Oh, I want to be overweight on this guy. I want to be underweight. But yeah. if you have your SIM data to give you an actual target exposure, right. that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them looked like they're, they're, they're like nothing crazy um but, but we'll see when it's all said and done one one of the ideas i had what do you think about this one pete is for injuries is to kind of farm the data so like christian mccaffrey's an obvious one so like i mean you guys are all best ball bros so like in the little discord we could be like you know top 10 or guys who are like injury risks or something like that yeah. and then tweet out what percentage do you think Christian McCaffrey will be injured, you know, zero to 5%, five to 10, whatever. We'll make up reasonable uh, graph and then use that number as the injury chance in a simulation. 
Right. So, yeah. like, you know, I'm not going like, oh, Pete says 7% chance he's going to get hurt. Like, well, let's see what a thousand people think, you know? Yeah. And that should, that should be fairly accurate. And then when they get hurt, you got to do some, some things in the sim, obviously. Like, who, who's the backup? And the backup can get hurt too. So, um, but anyways, that would kind of alleviate what Leone was talking about in our chat last week. Was it last week? Yeah. Um, where it's like he was talking about uh, Alex's article about week 16. Or, no, I'm sorry, three quarterbacks. Yeah. And if you don't have the, you know, the injury set up, it could lead you to think that – I think this is his, his thesis is three um, – uh, three three quarterbacks isn't worth it. You know, wouldn't be worth it if the injuries are set up properly, because of course they're not worth it when your guys never get hurt and they're projected to get fifty points all season, right? And then they're just never going to get high enough, right, to ever be worth it. But in reality, there there's going to be you know five percent of the time or something that that guy actually has a two hundred point season because Christian McCaffrey gets hurt or whoever. It's almost like the showdown like NFL showdown thing, right? Where some of those guys are going to project for such a low median, but if like the third string tight end gets a touchdown, like they're going to be via the optimal uh, most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And, but in this, but this also affects the quarterback position, right? Because if, if the second string running back from handcuff from team X is basically never going to be in a simulation optimal, Mm -hmm. um, then I keep worrying about our picks coming up. If he's going to be in a, if, if he's never going to be in a simulation optimal, then of course you'd pick up those extra sixteen points from a quarterback who's always going to play, right? Right. All right. What, what are we looking at? What do you think, um, Pete? So I would probably just, um, I normally take T Higgins in this spot, kind of evidenced here, but I don't mind just taking uh, Tyree Kill um, because T Higgins generally goes a few picks after. Yeah. Okay. I. I I don't like take Tyreek Hill, but I I don't like stud wide receivers who go to a new team and their quarterbacks not really good. But it, it's it's a fair it's a fair argument. I honestly um I prefer uh, I definitely prefer Higgins just generally, but I just I smash Higgins in a lot of spots. One thing I noticed, Brian, I, th- I feel like these exposures are a little off, and I'm just trying to figure out. Are you why. on uh, UCSV? Oh, you know why, Pete? Probably did you give me you gave me the exposures for your whole Ah, you're right. That's what I did. Yeah. Maybe uh so yeah, so the way when you can export and we'll make our pick and then maybe I'll uh I could I could update your your thing while you're Yeah, I'll I'll get you No, you don't need to. I can do it. Oh, okay. Um the uh the 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 problem with with you is you do so many like random side randomizer drafts and stuff it must screw up your exactly exactly so this is an interesting spot here t higgins does come back which was kind of why i was willing to let him go mike williams obviously gives us that correlation with cooper cup in week 17 uh what what do you like here i'm actually updating your uh (laughs) okay you said you said said week 16 correlation Week 17, and I, Week and I went against it. Well, again, I just – so sometimes the reason I I feel like um, Higgins with Cooper Cup um, and Tyree Kill is going to end up being a pretty unique combination 
um, just because all of those guys slid a little bit past where they normally go. And my thought is like, so I've seen so many teams just like anecdotally where these, everyone's reaching for Mike Williams and Keenan with their Cooper cup builds because everyone loves that week 17 correlation that I'm, I'm almost worried about it being like a quote unquote chalky stack at this point. I uh, sent you your updated info. Oh, thank you. You probably have to delete, delete the old CSV and upload this one. Okay. I am going to um, download. So, that. what's been the uh, the the overall best ball bro? Um, I don't know opinion on on week sixteen now. Has um, it shifted? Uh, uh, I, I do think people are definitely more like open to the idea of, you know, hey, I, I want to be kind of weighting these similarly. Um, and I, I do think like. You click headers it, again. Oh, man, that always gets me. Let's head back here and see if. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I thought Alex's article made a lot of sense. And it intuitively makes sense that it's much easier to advance from week 16 than it is week 17. And so optimizing for that um, and just getting there makes a lot of sense. I definitely get that. I still think like if your goal was solely to optimize to win more than a million dollars that you'd, you'd be waiting week 17. Um, but I certainly get it. And I, I think it's definitely spurred some, some conversation. Do you know, here's another thing I want to, um, get out of the sim data is you know rule of thumb heuristic how much how many rounds is each one of these things worth Mm -hmm. that's really the what we're looking at right um when you're drafting what are we coming up here like 40 something let's say you're drafting you're drafting 50 and that but you could reach for a correlated wide receiver who's 62 is that worth it is it 65 right. worth it? What's worth it? What about in the first round? You know, what about in the second round? Does that change things? I, and I'm assuming it does. Like, you don't want to go too far down on those rounds. Yeah. Um, you know, all sorts of, like, okay, how many rounds? I get that I want to hit this correlation. I understand yeah. that. But, like, how it's a lot easier in DFS when I could just run it all on the same day and then, you know, enter it all in. Uh, when I'm hand building like this, like what, uh, what is each, each little piece of this worth besides a tiebreaker, obviously a tiebreaker. Yeah. You should do all this every time, but what about five picks, eight picks, 10 picks? Right. So this is an interesting spot. One thing I've been doing in some of these drafts is even though I didn't take Mike Williams there, and I think I actually talked about this last time we did it. We're all backdoor stack Herbert because I'm already kind of setting up my week 17 correlation mm-hmm. of the Chargers versus him. And he falls. And then knowing there's still a couple of these other Chargers that I can I can draft later in the draft. Yeah, and you got a lot of hull anyways. But yeah. Yeah. But no, I so back to your point. Um that's the thing I struggle with. I mean, I know ETR had an article looking at the data for just like various ranges of how much um, you're reaching on picks. And they had different buckets that basically their bucket was anything over like 10 to 12 picks is a reach started to have like neutral to negative value. Um, and then the question is, how much does the correlation offset that? 
how much of a bigger buffer does the correlation give you? The thing I've been thinking about, and I kind of was mentioning it with that Mike Williams thing, is because people like to stack, not only are you sacrificing ADP value, but I think you're also running into more duplicated combinations of players because people are naturally reaching to complete those stacks. So it feels like you're sacrificing potential super teams by reaching and running into duplicated textures of, of builds. Maybe. Well, could you, could you, do you remember what their 10 to 12 was based on? Like you're reaching after 10 or 12, just generally speaking. So like you can, uh, you could pick anywhere around 10 to 12 and then you're about, it's about the same. Yeah. Is that what? Yep. This is uh, I obviously have 18% Kittle. I think he's one of those guys I think is just mispriced by like a round or so based on, you know, what we've seen with elite tight end. So I'm, I'm going to keep t- taking uh, Kittle in these builds and also just because he gives you so much flexibility when you get the elite tight end when you only have to use two roster spots on them. And since mm-hmm. because we're headed toward a zero RB build here, you know, this could potentially get us to where we can grab seven running backs if who, we need. Who would you rather have? Uh, um, could you go oh, Mahomes and Hall or Herbert and Kittle? Because that was your option there. Look at out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one, you know, if I had, you know, if I had Travis Kelsey, I think, but I mean, yeah, you can backdoor stack him as well. Um, it's interesting. I think there, I think it's like pretty even like positionally, like what Brees Hall could bring for you down the stretch is a really exciting rookie running back whose role will go down the stretch and also what Kittle can do. I mean, Kittle had those two games last year towards the end of the season where he had 35 plus points. Like if you're getting that, like Brees Hall can break out and still maybe like Jonathan Taylor is going to be close to him and Dalvin Cook and Eckler. Like when these elite tight ends put up the 30 to 35 point weeks like Kittle and Waller can do, Uh it's just like you separate so much from the field because the next tier of tight ends is just nowhere near close. So I, I really like the elite tight ends. I don't blame you. What do you think about Pitts? I like Pitts a lot. Yeah, okay. I've been drafting he has, him. He has um not that the like the dynasty guys are, you know, the um the end all be all for it, but I mean like the dynasty community and the people who are evaluating players on like a longer term horizon, like he's like a first round pick everywhere. Um, almost regardless of like format, just of what he did and as a rookie and his kind of you know production profile coming in and really that you have two things holding him back. One, he only scored one touchdown last year and touchdowns often drive future ADP. And then two, everyone's kind of concerned, oh, is Mariota going to suck or not? And so you kind of have QB concerns that, but I think if you eliminated those concerns, which again, that's like saying if you eliminated the warts on anyone's profile, but like he would be over a longer time horizon, people have like no problems making big bets on Kyle Pitts. And it's like, I'd rather be a year ahead on that then wait until he's a first round pick and, and draft him there next year. Hmm. I got to read that ETR article. If it's, yeah. if it's, if it's like 10 picks either way, it doesn't matter. Then, um, then it's saying like a lot of value picks don't really matter that much at all either. Like if you're, if you're getting some guy three picks ahead of time, who cares? And then also that, that would mean you could probably dip for to like 15 with a correlated player. I imagine yep. that's got to change based on the round. Yeah. 
Like it's right, got to be because, ten or around ten after what the fourth, fifth round or something. Yeah, I don't have the article fresh in my head. I believe Jack mm-hmm. Miller looked at it with some of the Leone uh, data, so I don't want to speak for them, but um, I'll, I'll share that article with you. I and again, I think it the part of it for me too is like when I am scooping guys like way past value, like uh, today when Spags and I did one, we got Cream Hunt like twenty five picks past ADP, and it's just like uh-huh. I know that I'm adding Kareem hunt to a team where it feels like you're almost getting like an extra player in there that most Kareem hunt teams aren't going to have. They're not going to have that guy in that range where you, where you selected the other player. Um, I got Moser at the um, last pick in the draft. Was he hurt? I was like, maybe I shouldn't take him. He's not hurt, but he has that. He's that guy, Brian, if you did your poll on how likely is Raheem Mostert to get injured, like Twitter would tell you 50%. Hmm. So he has a an injury track record, but like things line up like that Dolphins depth charts wide open, like none of the, they gave Chase Edmonds the most money in free agency, but it's not like his pedigree is a, is a bell cow back. And then you have the Shanahan system, their new coach, uh, Mike McDaniel coming over there where he was familiar with Raheem Mostert and he kind of hand selected him in free agency and Mostert's been like an explosive big play guy. So I think he's an awesome late round selection. Yeah. I, the last round seemed, uh, but he was, I think he was like my seventh running back though, but I'm like, it's like 40 rounds past ADP. Um, the, the back to the, the Jack Miller thing is um, yeah. it depends on if it was on data or a SIM too. So, like, I don't think we have enough basketball data yet to draw some of these conclusions. And so, like, it's better to do in a um, in a sim. Yeah. And that's even with guessing at injuries. Like, yeah, it's still better in a sim, I think, right now um, to kind of figure that stuff out. But I don't know. Maybe they did in the sim. I didn't read the article. But um, I don't think it was a sim. I think they no. were looking at um, yeah. last year's data and win rates. Um, all right. It's we're on the – all right. Uh, Man, this you is do kind not. of a gross spot. I have 0% oh, Amari Cooper. Cooper. <laughs> Did I he finally might... bite the bullet? Does uh, does the trade mean that Watson's probably going to play? Um, What was the trade? Make Baker Mayfield to um, oh, I, Carolina? I don't, I didn't think that had any implication on the Watson. Although I will say, just like reading comments and stuff, it does seem like it went from everyone thought he was going to get indefinite suspension at least a year to, oh, maybe he might not get the full, maybe he'll get six or eight games. So I don't know. I've been, I, I, I have whiplash on all that news. I have no idea what to believe. I thought it was a sign that he was going to play, but maybe they were, who would be their quarterback then? Jacoby Brissett is their other backup right now. Oh, He's a, I mean, he's just, he started. You're, yeah. I mean, you're not going to win, but. So, you know, we're here now with a one four one build. Uh, I, I think I would definitely be interested in pulling the trigger on our first running back here with Miles Sanders. Um, Joe, I, I, I like Devonta Smith. He slides a few picks past ADP. Joe Burrow would be our next stack there with Higgins, but it's like, I just generally don't like using two early picks on QB unless I'm getting a really good value on the second one. Yeah, that is enticing though. I know. I, I liked, I like Sanders. I mean, I'm listen, I'm not, 
on ship chasing, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, that's probably what I would do there. One I, other I, thing. I, one other thing I sometimes look about with when I look at these, say, passing on Joe Burrow is like, okay, so the other team who'd be really interested in stacking him is this Jamar Chase guy who took him early wanting to get that quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, he also took Josh Allen in the third. So he doesn't strike me as someone who's necessarily prioritizing stacking um, if he didn't want to just wait. So if he's willing to let the quarterback go, obviously none of these guys have quarterbacks, but you'll sometimes see people who are prioritizing stacking just pass on a guy like Burrow if they don't have one of his pass catchers yet. So this is a spot where I'm like, if Joe Burrow comes back to us in the eighth round, like let's smash it, but let's kind of see if the room will let us sneak in another pick ahead of time. I like it. Uh, You need, you needed a running back too. I know. I know zero RB (laughs) and everything, but you you have to play somebody at the. Oh, you, we do eventually have to get running back points. You do. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I don't. I don't really Let's need to send that one out. I don't think. Let's just make sure. Um, have you settings? Okay, you do have to have two running backs each week. Is this the this is the first time you've looked at that? It's the first time. I just kind of assumed. Ugh. Now, but I can. I can, Brian. See, I can only start a max of three running backs in my starting lineup each week. Two running backs in the flex, but wide receivers, I can start four. I love this is definitely a thing I like better about underdog than uh super well not super draft, what is it? Uh, drafters. I did mm. a slow draft on there and like it's like I got a notification, my pick was up, and it's like I entered that like a month ago and and also <laughs> there's like twenty rounds or more or something in that. Yeah. Um I, it I, makes sense for their structure, but it's still a lot of pit, a lot of rounds. It is. I mean, even when underdog had the super flex drafts and some of their drafts preseason were 20 rounds and man, it's just like, you feel those extra rounds. Um, this draft I would say is going at a pretty good clip. Like sometimes you'll get in, like you can tell there's not a lot of badges in this room. So mm-hmm. it's probably more casual drafters, but sometimes you'll get in one of these badge drafts where everyone is knows these rooms inside and out and you could just rip off a draft in like 37 minutes. And it's just like, wow, this feels good. That's pretty sweet. That's definitely something they they need to think about. You can do one of yeah. these really quick. Those PGA ones, you could do a PGA underdog draft in like five minutes. Yeah. It's so fast. Yeah. Uh, we did see a, a crazy quarterback run here go uh, five picks in a row. So Joe Burrow doesn't uh, make it back, but I'm, I'm at peace with that. Um, one of the things I think about with the elite quarterbacks, it kind of gives us the permission to to wait a little longer on our second or even third QB. That guy is definitely a uh, like ship chasing viewer. I would say he's got like four or five wide receivers in his first pick, late late QB. It's a pretty nice team. Yeah, Chef. Yeah, yeah, Chef going kind of little anchor there with Mixon and then waiting. Um, so he does. Oh, this was what I mentioned. Sometimes they're they're willing to still stack the QB with the with the running back there. So he does get a little bit of correlation. I will be very excited if Tony Pollard falls to us. He's one of my favorite um, zero RB. Can I, I? I actually I tuned in. I'm. Are we up? Uh, we're going to be up in, in a second. But I tuned into ship chasing yesterday, and Gretch said something that I wanted to comment on. Yeah. Let's do our Go pick and then, and then um, oh, you're doing Pollard. Yeah. That obvious. 
I just, I think he's like, he has so many outs. I think like, I feel like he has three outs. Like he could just flip Zeke on the depth chart because he's better. He could just have a pass catching role out of the gate and they use Zeke more on early down. So he has some PPR stuff and with the contingent upside. And then, and then Zeke, if Zeke gets hurt, then like, like if Zeke tore his ACL today, like Tony Pollard would be a first round pick tomorrow. So oh, he yeah. has lots of outs. Do you know what would be a fun uh, draft for, for like one of your shows or splash splash play? Yeah. Is let me reorder your rankings. Mm-hmm. And then you put a little piece of paper on the ADP. And you just see the exposure. And you, well, don't even use the draft caddy. And then, but you, you can't be anchored to the ADP at all. And then see what you do and who you take. You might have it so, memorized. Oh, oh, that's what I was going to say. I would have, you know, I think, I think if you quiz me on ADPs, yeah, I think within like a maybe a five round band or five pick band through fifty, and then like within a ten pick band, picks fifty through one hundred. Like I, I would be pretty pretty dialed in. That you, someone needs to quiz you. Someone <laughs> needs to quiz you for sure. The the, the worst um, party trick ever. I can. That, I was ADP. thinking the same thing. That is the most worthless knowledge. You can name any ADP you. So here's another stacking option for us. If we want to be done at quarterback, we could take Stafford. You know, we made a big bet on Cooper Cup as our third overall pick. Um, and then we'd, we'd probably just be done. They play week 17, Stafford, Herbert. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Definitely. And um, I think there's more Rams wide receivers you could take too, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's and Van Jefferson th- and also Tyler Higby. I think Higby's out of play though, isn't he? He's gone already, right? No. Uh, no, he's here. Yeah, we got him. There you are. Got him okay. Yeah, there you go. But the other interesting thing is like Everett is a priority target for us as well, just because we currently have an unstacked um, Herbert. So we're yeah. gonna want. We only have a few options here. Um, Spiller, the rookie running back, he's a nice zero RB guy. Joshua Palmer, who keeps getting pricey, but like we might just need to bite the bullet because we don't want an unstacked Herbert. So what I do to, you know, for the noobs is you could see like the, 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 uh, teammates are highlighted, the, the correlated yeah. teammates are highlighted in the, um, uh, non night mode or whatever. It's, uh, you could see it a little bit better, but anyways, I usually just drag those guys over yeah <laughs> to the queue. You know so why? I don't forget them. I just, I just, I just highlight all the stack people and then start putting people in front of them. So I think that's very smart. You want to know why I don't do it? Because I reflexively do so many drafts on stream that I stopped doing that because it was like putting on like a a giant, like blinking for sale sign on the players. I was like, please scoop me. Please take this guy I want to take. So I reflexively stopped doing that to be like, I'm not telegraphing this quite as much to you guys. I just put all of them over there and then put like 10, 15 guys I know I want like above them. Well, you said uh, you were watching chip chasing last night. Isn't that what Karain did? He put like 50 guys in the queue. <laughs> oh, did he? I did. Yeah. But I mean, the, this, I, like, I wanted to ask like your opinion on the sniping. Like, obviously you probably don't care, but it's like, you guys get sniped constantly. For, for me, I'd be, it would be so frustrating. I mean, it is, it, it comes with the territory. They are very fun to do. There's a reason though, why like hopping in a draft like this, um, pre-recorded where it, it's like the best of both worlds because, you can talk through strategy. 
um, and, you know, provide content to people while still <laughs> feeling like you could actually uh, plan ahead, talk things out. But it's a it's a push pull. I, I do legitimately. It, there's something fun and chaotic about um, drafting with the chat when everyone knows what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. There's just a lot of incentive for them to uh, to snipe you, just to troll you, you know, whatever. Maybe you steal your knowledge. I, it, it, I mean, it really doesn't matter, but like it does seem like it happens all the time. The one thing uh, is, though, too, like it does lead to natural diversification for me because it's like my favorite players go and it forces me to grab other players that I normally don't like. And on top of it, I'm normally giving them getting them at a good value because, you know, the rooms don't like the running backs. Um, sometimes I still pass on them, which is like why I have zero percent David Montgomery, which I know greatly offends you as the world's biggest Bears fan. <laughs> who was do you remember even who your highest owned player was last year like what percent it was i believe it was rondell moore um at like 21 or 22 percent so it wasn't you you consider yourself an expert the funny thing is is like Corain was so offended because like Corain and davis specifically last year too like had their guys and like I think Pat had like forty five and fifty percent of some players. I know Bimefor had Nico like forty five percent. Yeah, and I uh, I became way more of a like ADP value hound, wisdom of the crowds guy last year, where I was like, I just wasn't reaching that far ahead for my guys, um, and so my my exposures were more smoothed out. But even at like twenty four percent, you're still basically like three x the field on like what would be a normal distribution. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, if I can pull off uh, the sim how I want it to see like what their targets are like. Um, yeah, but that 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 seemed like the initial stuff, anyways. Like thirty percent was like the highest. Yeah, for for like advancing, not playoffs, just advancing. I haven't gotten that far yet. I still haven't been able to comment on on Gretch. Um, something he said uh, about. Um, and while you're doing this, oh. I had food delivered that I don't want to sit out. So you talk about this. Real yeah. Quick. So, oh, he's going to, you're going to have a pick coming up here and there's nothing I can do. But it looks like it's going to be Zach Ertz season here. So Gretch said, he's like, I'm not sure about, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was something like, I'm not sure about this wide receiver. I'm sorry, running back quarterback correlation. They don't, you know, like, uh, Especially like you know they they run the ball in I I think it was wide receiver quarterback and like how strong it was basically uh, wow that was fast Pete I was just getting it from my door no I'm, I'm hang on I'll make this pick and then I do want to hear this conversation about running yeah. back correlation here um, I don't feel like we need to take Ertz I mean we could go double Dallas guys I'm getting a little spooked about Gallup's injury timeline lately uh I have a bunch of more I think we could still keep loading up on some running backs here so let's take uh, Alexander Madison Right Yeah so he was talking about um well we need some injuries this year huh Um but then that's what you need you need to get lucky in in all these GPP uh, yep. contests uh oh, oh your boy you already have 19 percent of them going right back to the well just just martingaling him <laughs> um gretch yeah so he said he was like uh questioning the 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 usefulness of a qb rb correlation are you gonna take him i was gonna take kenny galladay to just be like and now it's just like i i mean i gotta, gotta play yeah with it. I, 
I, I think twenty. I think twenty percent is fine. Probably of like your favorite guy. We'll we'll find out eventually. But <laughs> um, sorry, keep going. And so I think he's 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 right about the um, quarterback, running back, like how beneficial this is in some ways, and in some ways maybe it's different for best ball because. Um, you know, he said like, you know, running backs are supposed to like run the ball in, <laughs> right? Yeah. And that's true. They are. So like how much correlation can there be? Like, is the correlation is like, I throw the ball to Pete. That means me and Pete both get points. That's yeah. correlation. Um, but I do think over this, the course of a season, it does kind of change it to where, um, like, you know, obviously they do – he still does throw the ball to the running back. It's just not for big plays usually, but it still is – it still counts right there. And there will be games where, like, um, wh- whoever running back Kareem Hunt rushes f- three touchdowns, which means your quarterback's probably not going to get those touchdowns in that game. But all the other benefits, like, you should still – get on average over the season of that correlation. So like it almost makes more sense to me. And I'm kind of, I was just kind of mulling this over my head without actually looking into any of the data, but that like over a season, it, it might actually be better than in DFS, like that QB RB correlation. Yeah. But the data does show there's a, there is a little correlation there, which makes sense. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think a good example were, the Bengals last year and also kind of how that running back quarterback correlation could play into both a season long correlation and, you know, a playoff correlation in a single game sense where, you know, Joe Mixon had an awesome year. The, the Bengals were this kind of undervalued offense. And if you had Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow on your team and hopefully one of the pass catchers, like you were very happy with that result. Then you get to week 16 and 17 and well, Jamar chase is scoring all the touchdowns, which means there's no touchdowns available for Joe Mixon. And so it's like that season long correlation, the concentrated bet you made on them, like worked out really well for you, but then it kind of rears its ugly head in the single game correlation sense. Yeah. It's kind of along the lines of what we talked about a couple shows ago about are we getting like a double benefit from really stacking and double stacking yeah, um, and double stacking two QBs if possible when the team goes off, then that whole team is more likely to be advancing um, because that whole team, the, the, the Bengals example, because that whole team went off as opposed to you're kind of, you have an uncorrelated, Lamar Jackson with Marquise Brown now, and you hope they just both go off. But James Conner, Conner's on a different team now, isn't he? Is he on Miami or something? What team is he on? Uh, he's on the Cardinals still, yeah. Oh, he's still on the Cardinals? Yeah, okay. That's yeah. another one. Connor, uh, Murray, yeah. and Marquise Brown. Like, yep. if they all go off, um, if they just have a monster season, it's pro- it's pretty likely that those two guys are having a big season too. Connor's yeah. not a sure thing, obviously, but. And then you're kind of hoping, and this is where I think with BBM three specifically too, of just like overstacking where like you could tell yourself, um, say the Connor Marquise Brown, Kyler one, you know, those guys both smash over the course of the season. Your advance rates are great. Then James Connor has a big game week 15. 
Marquise Brown week 16 and then Connor week 17, where it like ping pongs and it all comes together. Now, if you have like six or seven players from the same team, you might still hit the macro correlation bet. If you hit that undervalued team that smashes, you're going to advance. But then it's like, can that team put up 40 points, you know, two, three weeks in a row where you're not burning too many roster spots on, on one offense. Sure. Another point to, to make about correlation, we say on the show all, a bunch of times, is especially in DFS, it doesn't it doesn't just matter that on the correlation matrix it says wide receiver one gets 35% correlation or whatever matrix you're using. Right. It matters when the team goes off because you're trying to score big, just like in, in this too, um, more so in the playoffs in this example because it's really more one thing. And that is another – mark against the running back because when shit really pops off you're gonna you're it's very rare that that correlation is with the qb running qb rb it's much yep. more likely that when they have like a 90 percent correlation on a huge game it's like a qb through three touchdowns to the same wide receiver yeah yeah it can't happen yeah. with an rb but so we are entering a pretty nice correlation zone here. I'm trying to think through how I want to play this from an ADP standpoint. I kind of want to look and see what the texture is of the teams in between us. So we have a six wide receiver, five wide receiver. Yeah, six and a five wide receiver team. They seem... We basically have three kind of players here. Uh, who just went? No, okay, Gasecki. I would love my goal is to come away with two of these highlighted players. Yeah, here. I, I just w I wouldn't want to risk losing Palmer, honestly. But I Dan I don't know. You have a better feel than me. No, that's that's the exact place I was arriving at as well. Um, it's the last really viable wide receiver. I still have my heart set on Everett as well. Um, it's going to be dicey if he makes it back to us. And then I did want Spiller. Of course, he goes. But I do agree with you that the pass catcher was a little bit more important yeah. there. It, maybe you can get Henderson on the way back here. That'd be nice. But yeah. Um, you know, another thing too, is I've noticed I've, I've done about six or seven drafts here so far on, on the uh, uh, monster. And when you're waiting for your Henderson here too, I want to remember who's auto drafting at this point, because if they're auto drafting these next two guys, you're not getting them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it takes the top ADP. Exactly. I know that's, that's what, uh, like if this guy was, yeah, there's two left here, but if they're auto drafting, you're done. My hope is these guys each have four running back builds. This guy had just taken spiller slick shoes took Heinz there. I'm really hoping that these two both pump the brakes on running backs, uh, for their second picks here. You could go Everett after that. If they don't. Yeah, you're right. Not the end of the world. Is it One fifty six? a little, well, not bad for a double correlation, right? I would I would probably just lock it in. I he does take Henderson. I agree with you though. We're not, you know, we're we're nine picks past here. Um, but it really and like Jalen Guyton's the only other even kind of viable charger. And oh, yeah. um I just uh let's do this here. Yeah. Now it's starting to shape up. Yeah, we got our Meet double stack. <laughs> 
evergreen. Remember, you just found out you have to play two of them. So I did. That was a bombshell revelation. No, we're we're in good shape here. And again, this is the beauty of getting kind of the two elite QBs and two elite tight ends. And I I mean, obviously Gerald Everett's not an elite tight end, but I mean in yeah. that it allows you to do a two tight end build. And now, you know, we're probably just like one more other wide receiver, which would mm-hmm. get us to four total quarterbacks and tight end seven wide receivers are bringing us to 11, which would allow us to get to seven total RBs, meaning we could do four more running back selections here. Another thing I've noticed about the wide receivers is like, there's like usually going to be their third or fourth or fifth string wide receiver that you could pick up in the last round. Yeah. Or two. Um, Do you feel that's, that's right. Or do you, I guess the question would be like, is that, is that ever not worth it? You know, All like right, so say that, explain that. So again. Like you're in the last round and it's the fourth string wide receiver for one of your quarterbacks. Do you just reach and take them? Yeah, I guess I do kind of have my, let some of my player takes shine through a little bit, like in the Jalen Guyton instance, like, yeah, yeah, he's technically the next guy, but like, he literally has like never earned targets. He's just like this clear out speedster. Everyone's just like, you know, he just runs cardio out there. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's like, I had that decision in drafts before where it's like I ended up taking Fuller or Julio just being like, maybe they'll land on the chargers as the, as free agents. And that would be better than just like grabbing Guyton, um, knowing that it's just very unlikely that he yeah. puts up a score I ever need. So that was what I had to, that's why I asked today with Mozart last round, yeah. 40 round, he's 40 rounds of value on, and, or I could just, take some shitty wide receiver who's yeah. highlighted highlighted on my app that I already know who he is like well yeah and that's what like I mean the premise I always work under is like all of these picks after you know if you look at like kind of the win rate data like after round 15 like it just plummets these guys are all such low probability bets every year we'll have a couple guys come out of the rough and so it's like you know if you do get a guy like Moster who say slid from a higher probability hit zone down there like wouldn't you rather take the better bet than just even though you get a correlation boost but it's like that correlation boost might be worth zero would you rather play uh would you rather have them i'm, I'm assuming the answer is going to be no but one qb one rb two wide receivers and a flex shorten the draft so you could bang it out in half an hour and that's the main format. So like shorten the bench, you mean more? Yeah. So we'll shorten the starters and then therefore shorten the bench. Yeah. I like 18 feels like such a sweet spot. Like underdog has done some of those like rookies and sophomore drafts and stuff that would have like 10 rounds or whatever. Um, I just find them less interesting. And I do think the more you extend, the more like skill, like, the more rounds you have, the more structural mistakes people can make, the more rounds you go, the more kind of like information hounds are rewarded um, and stuff. So I feel like it's the sweet spot there of where, you know, edge Lords can, can, can kind of realize that over 18 versus say 10 or something. I would say for the drafters format, they kind of got to keep it at 20. Cause like I, I, I told you, I'm worried about dupes being a thing. Yeah. Um, in a non-playoff format. Yep. But with 20 picks, is it 20? Do you know? Have you ever drafted on there? Uh, I believe it's 20. Yeah. I I haven't in a while. Um, see, this is a, this is a gross range for running backs here. Um, 
I really like, I'm not a Darrell Williams guy. Maybe I just need to to bite the bullet here because we've already kind of made a little bit of a bet on Rondell. I mean, they did pay money for him, right? Arizona. They did. I'm an Eno guy. This hurts, but seems fine. Yeah. This is where I get worried. Like, man, did I wait too long on the RBs? Well, the thing is, is like, I have like lots of guys that, I, I mean, you can kind of see from my percentages here that that you could tell this is more of a sweet spot for me. Brian Robinson, McKinnon, Foreman. So it's like I'm normally just – again, it goes back to that thing of like I don't think James Robinson or Darrell Williams is like any different of a bet than Jarek McKinnon or Deonta Foreman, like probabilistically. Yeah. But they have like a 30-gap a, a ADP range. Yeah, how come no one likes Jamal Williams? He was a, he was because, a DFS fanboy, fun boy there for a little bit. I think he because one he's a pass catching back and people don't get excited about those two, and then two he's an old pass catching back, and three he's an old pass catching back with Jared Goff as his quarterback. That's a lot of strikes against you. Why am I? <laughs> why why did I think he was? Did he just get the start a couple times last week or something? Why am I remembering him? Yeah, because like he was the guy when like everyone wanted DeAndre Swift to just be really good right out of the gate, and they were like, uh-huh. "Yeah, we're gonna just keep using Jamal Williams." <laughs> so one guy I am gonna take here for this zero RB build, and like one thing I think about a lot when I do zero RB builds is like you were saying, you know, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, true handcuffs. Darrell Williams probably a true handcuff. We're gonna need some points out of the gate to kind of just keep this team afloat until the chaos of the season kicks in. Marlon back yeah. should be the starting running back for the Texans. And I like that he can give us some points right out of the gate. I I would probably get Mark Ingram there because uh, I just listened to that ETR podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they Maybe. said Kamara might get. Yeah. Suspended. But is Ingram, Ingram's pretty fucking old. Is he even going to be is. the, the bell cow? If that happens. That's- that's why it's such a tough. He was so bad down the stretch last year that it's like yeah. that feels like one of those situations where if you did projections right now, you just have to give him a decent amount of work. But it also feels like the spot where they could just sign someone and immediately be like, "Sorry, you know Ingram, you you're you're a dust ball now." Yes, exactly. Yeah, Latavius Murray or somebody. It's that vein. Yeah, just yeah, someone like that, and they just pick him up, throw him in there. Yep. So we didn't, so we have a really nice, you know, our Chargers Rams, you know, week 17 game, like that's in, in really good shape. Um, we're building out a good zero RB crew. We haven't like gone out of our way to force any of these other secondary correlations. Um, Cleveland plays Washington. Oops. My headphones just died. Stand by. Okay. Well, I get different headphones on. You do that. Can you hear me? I can hear you. You're good. Am I getting uh, an echo the way I have my speaker right now? No, you sound fine. Okay. Cool, cool. Um, but yeah, I was saying we haven't really prioritized too much, like bring back week 17 stuff outside of the Chargers Rams, but doesn't really bother me. I like it. I love it. And I would like plan for getting Guyton or somebody like right now I would probably go to the wide receiver tab and then highlight, like see who I, you probably already know, but like who would be uh, a correlation I could take in round 18 and then fill out everything else. 
which is yep. probably going to be what running back for you. Now you need another wide receiver too, right? Yeah, I think we can do we can do one more wide receiver here, um, and so we can look at at some of these other correlations. I if if, if Mark Ingram falls to us, I I'm definitely down to uh, oh, yeah. to take him. Yeah, you gotta. Um, yeah. So other correlation teams that would make sense for us, obviously, um, uh, Atlanta, because we have two Arizona guys. Um, Damian Williams is actually, um, a guy that I have, I think could potentially lead the backfield there. And so that, that anytime like that correlation and our positional needs line up, I always think that's relatively interesting. What wide receivers are left for uh, besides correlation? Mm-hmm. So yeah, as far as like our Rams and Chargers, I mean it is is slim. You see Guyton there, my zero percent. There's like yeah. Tutu Atwell um, is the super short dude on the Rams. Yeah, and these guys aren't there. even these guys aren't even getting rankings at information <laughs> down here, and that's um, why it's like. Sometimes in these spots, I'm like, um, you know who I would maybe, you know who I'd be interested in? I mean, we could, again, it's like, we're not going to take the quarterback, but I would take like David Bell, the rookie. Yeah, I have a ton of that guy. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Julio Jones can still play football, right? Yeah. Oh, David Bell goes. Like Julio is another one where it's just like everyone – just agrees that the second he signs like green Bay is kind of the front runner right now. I mean, like his ADP is going to jump three or four. Yeah. Rounds he's going to be what? Like 11th round, 12th round. No, that might be I too would think so. Yeah. And he's Julio Jones. He, he'll go too high. He'll go higher than he rightfully should. Where, yeah. Depending on where he signs. And then he'll probably drop back down. Yeah. He's Julio another Jones. JD McKissick would probably be a good, back for this again trying to get like some guaranteed touches like a pass catching back and they yeah. also play cleveland week 17 ingram's gonna get touches too right like even if uh kamara plays he's gonna get some touches yeah let's do yeah we're, we're in good shape here uh, um yeah let's go ahead and grab ingram he fell i mean ingram at pick 190 now and like the five percent chance that Kamara gets suspended and he maybe he starts a couple games before they bring somebody in. And again, like the way this tournament is structured, it's like I, I'm not expecting much from Marlon Mack and Mark Ingram in weeks 15 through 17. But like the thesis is those guys are putting up usable weeks early on. And then one of Zeke or Dalvin Cook gets hurt, and right. all of a sudden we have an RB1 with Pollard or Madison. Yep. Yeah. And you never, you never know. You never but know who's going to be starting by then. Right. I mean, that's exactly the team that I had finished top 10 last year. It was like two guys, Sony Michelle and Rashad Penny, who did nothing all year, and then injuries opened up right at yeah. the perfect time. Yeah. Um, who was the – was it Mitchell? Eli Mitchell? San Francisco? Yep. yep. He's another one. No one was taking him. Yeah, and he was, like, useful right out of the gate. It was when Mostert, <laughs> Mostert got hurt, like – first quarter of that I game know. i think i had like 40 percent of them in dfs that week or something Man, i remember DFS was a disaster for me after the first week where i took second or in the milli or whatever fucking 
downhill after that. Yeah. No, I re- I remember that. I man, it's so funny thinking like because your brain gets like so oriented for me, like in best ball and season long, and then you just get whiplash right into DFS. And it was just like, I don't remember drafting a ton of most dirt last year, but then it's like DFS rolls around. It's like, we all have 50% <laughs> most dirt. <week> <laughs> one. <laughs> no one gives, no one gives a shit now. Yeah. Best, it's all gone. All the postseason garbage is gone when someone gets hurt and he's, his salary's 5,500 or 5,000 or something. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what, uh, oh, DraftKings is DraftKings best ball a point a PPR? Yeah, full PPR. Uh, so the ADP from underdog, you can't really use it to pour it over, huh? No, I do think, I do think there's some interesting stuff there, and just kind of hearing people talk about some of the ADPs over there, um, and in the trends that I think there's some kind of useful stuff where you can get your exposures to certain players on, on DraftKings versus underdog, but yeah, it's not apples to apples. Okay. Cause we are going to eventually tackle that site too on, on the app. Yeah. Um, we'll see, we'll see how long that takes the guys to put in there, but I looked at their best ball. They have a ton of offerings. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of mid stakes, high stakes stuff. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I know they have some single entries and stuff too. Don't you think the GTO move <laughs> using GTO uh, incorrectly? If Nerdy Tenor's watching, don't you think the GTO move is um, don't draft till the last week, get awesome at multi tabling somehow, and like the puppies or some shit. Yeah, and then multi table the shit out of last week. Yeah. No, I, I I think that's I think that's the play. Get 150 in with all the info. And also too, like last year with DraftKings, like if they're giving away a bunch of free entries to people who don't give a shit, like and there's just a yeah. lot of noobs entering, you know, who don't watch any best ball content entering week before. The only the only part of that plan that could thwart it is if some of these tournaments are you know, like Best Ball Mania 3, it wouldn't be surprised me if it filled a little bit before, like, the end of the season. Um, and so you're just having to keep an eye on the fill rates of these to make sure you're going to be able to get in 150 or whatever your goal is. Oh, well, yeah, obviously keep your eye on the – don't go yeah. to Mars and then come back a week before the season. You know, check periodically. Um. Yeah, so this is a, the I have two running backs in here that give us a little week seventeen correlation. The rookie Raiders running back because we have uh, Kittle in here, and then I kind of oh he goes, and I was kind of liking Damian Williams anyways, just because we have two Arizona guys, so we're we're gonna want that game to be a little hot. So these are opposing running backs. Um. Yes. Yeah. But I I have Rondell, so we have two Cardinals. One's a running back, and uh, you know, and one. Do opposing running backs have correlation? Um, probably not. I will say, um, because it it you want like the wide receiver for one team and the and then the running back from the other team. Here, I'll look at this old correlation matrix. So RB one with opposing RB one's negative correlation, just slightly. In RB2 is negative two. 
which makes sense because really a lot of the correlation is from uh, we get up by running the damn ball, right, and getting three rushing touchdowns, and then you have to bomb the comeback so the wide receiver is correlated yeah. in like a game flow uh, scenario. Yeah. Um, all right. The draft is in the books, Brian. Uh, and coincidentally enough, that is my halfway mark in Best Ball Mania 3, 75 wow. uh, entries under the belt here. You got to slow down, pal. No, man, it's the opposite. I got to get one of these in a day just to stay on uh, on my clip because I, I'm not going to be able to do the quote-unquote GTO multi-table uh, shit ton. Of, I, I, my August is uh, uh, going to be crazy here. So, uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a busy season for you. Yeah, and uh, my other big news, Lauren and I just had uh, – we had an offer accepted on a house uh, literally oh. uh, earlier today. Holy um, shit. Nice, yeah, man. Yeah, and so – that like us selling our condo closing moving in like all that's going to happen like mid to late august so it's just like there's going to be no best ball oh, ev for me to chase her out <laughs> how uh congratulations and how long have you lived at that house that you're currently at we moved here in um the spring of 2013 okay so you got a lot of shit in there yeah um or sorry fall of 2013 yeah um yeah it's gonna be the nice thing is is like a lot of our stuff is like stuff we've had like forever you know like oh college apartment stuff where it's like we're ready we've been like holding out on getting new stuff for Mm -hmm. when we move so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna ditch a bunch of stuff but yeah it's going to be it is going to be a a big undertaking so yes those of you who don't have to deal with moving and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, congratulations. Did, did you get your own room for your broadcast and such? Like, a, a yeah, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a couple options. I have to decide, but I have a couple good options for it. Cool. It's, it's like, do I want to go more the office route or do I want to go more like the studio route? Um, and kind of just depend, decide which room I want to use. That's sweet. Yeah. So, uh, well, let us know, um, Feel free. We'll have all the information down in the show notes as far as links to the app. Um, there is that free trial on it. It is focused today. We focused obviously on the on the best ball draft caddy element, but there is uh, more functionality there for pickums and all that. And I'm sure we'll discuss that in the future. And you can always tag Brian and I in either my Discord in the Lulz channel or in Brian's Discord if you have questions. Um, anything else I'm forgetting there, Brian? Before we wrap up? No. That should do uh, for Lowell's, Lowell's ho- uh, housekeeping stuff. I think we have special guests next week, right? Yeah, Whistles Go Woo is confirmed. I believe it's uh, – is it U.S. Open week next week too? Because that's what he had mentioned as well. The the Open. So like the British the Open. Open. They call it the Open. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I actually did MMA ownership today because I'm going to Vegas and I won't be able to do, do it this weekend. So hopefully there's no scratches. But – if anyone wants MMA ownership, it's up on my site, and I will be out of commission for three days. So what? Yeah, tell me. Like I, I, you kind of told me that you were going to Vegas, or I saw your tweet, and then uh, like what ended up being your plans? Uh, where are you staying? Are you going to do some poker or what? Uh, no poker. Hopefully, <laughs> uh, Mandalay Bay. I'm going to stay at. Um, and one of my buddies wanted to go, so. We're nice. gonna go. 
RBX is there, so we'll probably hang out. You got you got to get us you got to give a photo of you at RBX. Oh yeah, yeah, I plan on it definitely. Um, but that's it. Uh, just whatever. Leave on Sunday. Probably. Awesome, man. I'm gonna do the uh, IV hydration. I already scheduled my appointment because I don't want to be hungover on the flight. That's hilarious. I love it. Very smart. Very GTO, dare I say, uh, getting oh, yeah. uh, an IV appointment in Vegas. Well, have a great time. I'll be excited to hear the uh, the trip report. And, um, you know, don't let RBX 88, you know, drag you to uh, anything that makes you too uncomfortable. Yeah, no. Yeah. A Trump rally? <laughs> <laughs> Either that or some kind of orgy, one of the two. Yeah, it's some sort of weird uh, 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 pay-for orgy, if you will. Okay. There you go. Um yeah, so this will I'm gonna post this on Friday morning. We recorded this on Thursday night, and then yeah, we'll see you guys back next Wednesday for a, a fun episode with uh Whistles Go Woo. We'll talk to you guys then. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money.